Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit. Listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want us to read something out during listeners' nettle? <laughs> during listeners' what, Bab? <laughs> If you do want us to read something out during listeners' letters, it's Ooh, the list. that was hard for you. It's the huh? bloody list. Do you want me to say listeners' letters? I'll say listeners' letters. Go on, then. Do you want to say it? Yeah, I feel like the oh, speech okay. impediment cannot stop me from <gasps> saying these. Okay, I feel really bad now for interrupting you and saying, do you want me to... I did not mean to take that away from you. So if you do want to get involved with us, um, you can contact us. I didn't say <laughs> listeners' letters. <laughs> You've got to say listeners' letters now. <laughs> Don't let that list beat you. Right. Okay, guys, so if you do want to get involved and be potentially on our next episode, Jeremy... <laughs> say it! I'm getting to it. Okay. It's a build-up. Okay, okay. <laughs> fucking, it's a big build-up. It's like fucking Lord of the Rings movie, this. Okay, guys, so if you do want to get involved during our listeners' letters... <laughs> <laughs> the gossip gaze. The gossip gaze. The gossip gaze. Coming up on this episode of The Gossip Gaze, Billy finds himself in a little gym dilemma. We speak about the No Outsiders protest. And of course, we have still got two tickets to give away for Manchester Pride. It feels really weird because we're recording this on a Sunday, can I just say? Yeah, I know. And so uh, we usually record later in the week, so I don't feel like I've had a full week. Yeah, I... When did we record last time? I don't remember. Was it it when... Tuesday. We record every Tuesday, don't we? Yeah. To get it edited and ready for Friday. Yeah. We're recording this on a Sunday, and can I just say, I'm usually not really in the wheel, oh, in the wheel world. <laughs> I'm not in the real world on a Sunday, so I've just been out to Costco, hmm. and there was cars everywhere. It's Sunday is not a day of rest. No. Sunday is a day of fucking queuing. We went to Costco, we queued to get in. Queued to get park, into Costco? The car park, there was a queue. Then when we went to Cost, then when we had trolley, there was a queue of people to get into Costco because you have to check your little ID yeah. thing, don't you? The queue for the food was forty five minutes because you can't go to Costco and not get a chicken bacon, a slice of pizza. Yeah, of course, yeah. Even though we're going for dinner later, yeah. I'm still going to go and get the chicken bacon, the slice of pizza because why would you go to Costco and not get that? Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The queue was too long for food, so we didn't end up with food. So by this point, I was hungry. I only went in to get a couple of blankets because, you know, they do the big, massive blankets. Love them blankets. So soft. And it just, it was, I was getting more and more hungry because I'd not eaten. I skipped breakfast thinking I'm just going to get that in Costco. Hmm. And everything was getting on my tits. So then we tried to go to McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) And the queue was about 10 cars so we actually went into mcdonald's which is rare for me i don't like going in this is why i hate 
weekends, really. This is why I prefer to work them. Absolutely. Give me a Monday and a Tuesday off any day of the uh, week. The world is dead on a Monday. The world's lovely. Yeah. I can't work on that schedule. I'm Honestly, I was like today, I'd rather be, things I'd rather be on a Sunday. Mm. One, hungover. Yeah. Two, not here. Three, booking anywhere else but here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anywhere else but out and about with the, in the real world. Anyway, we're here now. Fab, so now we're just doing the podcast now. Yeah. But it's exciting that we are recording early. Yeah. Because I've like got it. a really exciting job this week, which has got in the way of podcasts. But... Which is? Can uh, you say? I'm, yeah, I'm recording a music video. Ooh, girl. So who's it for? I'm going to tell you all about it next week. Right. It's not Beyonce. No, honey. It's not <laughs> okay. Beyonce. But you know what? It's come through my agent and it was... Um, it's a really cool job. Yeah. Decent dollar. And I've just got to stand and act like I've got my own music video. Well, not stand. Are you going to be on a proper set and everything? Oh, yeah, they've designed the set around me. Is it covered in glitter? What's the set? Well, I don't know. I've not seen it. It's it's a conceptual shoot. So the actual artist isn't in it. It's... Oh, okay. So they've just got other people in it instead of them. Yeah. Right. So there's like going to be different drag queens So do you need to lip sync a different song? Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And I hope it's going to... Do well for them. But do you know when it's going to drop? Just a book job. Do you know when for me. it's done? No, no clue. Right. Uh, I'm getting... This year? Um, Hopefully. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah. I think before Pride, it's like a bit, it's got a bit of a LGBT theme. I've obviously never filmed a music video before. So it's, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I've had a nice weekend. I've had a nice chilled weekend. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm back to. My normal schedule a little bit because I've literally been non-stop since October. So I'm getting back into the normal schedule. And this weekend, I had more stuff booked in with friends and family. So I just did the one holiday park. I feel like that Southern Comfort's gone to me head a bit. All of a sudden, like, look, is that weird? You look pissed. <laughs> I do not look pissed. Anyway, bitch, tell me. Have you had a good week? I want your advice on something, actually. What? Well, I go to the gym and I've got a personal trainer. And he's lovely. He's so nice. Is he fit? He's physically fit, yes, because he's a personal trainer. I wouldn't say I'm attracted to him. That's good. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Because my experience of the gym, hon. (laughs) (laughs) My very limited experience (laughs) of the gym is that if you kind of fancy them, it's too distracting. Of course. There is other people in the gym who I'm like looking at and I'm like, I need to stop staring. Right. But he's not one of them. He's just strictly like... But I went to... When I went... I went to a, one in Manchester called Frontline Fitness and it was quite... It's quite an expensive gym, actually. Yeah. And I really couldn't afford it, which is why I'm not going any fucking more. But the guys in there were like steadhead, proper big... They were Body all builders. big bodybuilders gym and, right. and all, you know, drop dead gorgeous men. Yeah. And my experience of them is that actually they don't mind you looking. <laughs> 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 Which sounds really pervy, but I feel like if someone's in the mirrors in a vest with Arnie on it, yeah. Gold's gym, with all the muscles hanging out. <sighs> They want to be looked at. They want to be looked at. Like a god. <gasps> oh. Like a, yeah. Well, whatever. They, I yeah. don't know what's going on in their mind, but you know what I mean? The same yeah. as when we dress up and we're going out and, and right. about you... town. Imagine dressing up and no one looks at you. Fuming. 
fucking fuming. Yeah. So I think they do the same, you know. Anyway, go on, I've just totally talked over everything. No, it's completely fine. So, <laughs> so he wants to set up a Facebook group that all his clients go into and he can like just keep tabs on us and do like little competitions, mm. things like that. But for me, I've not actually come out to him yet and been like, I'm gay, by the way. Like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to say, I think. Just, I think he knows, hon. I know, but then I don't want to be rude. I know, but then I'm like, does he know? <laughs> because I do act a little bit differently when I go in. Why? So we touched upon this in the last podcast, right? Yeah. When you went to work in Lancaster, yeah. I said, did you try and straight up and butch up a bit? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we kind of brushed past it. And I left it because it wasn't the right time. But I do the same. Why do you think we do this? This is what I mean. I feel like when you are, when you're gay or bi, transgender, whatever, whatever, different, yes, than the norm, yeah, and you come out as whatever you are, you you keep needing to do that throughout the rest of your life. It's not a one-time thing. Do you know what I mean? I think that's in your head though, because I do not feel the need to come out to anyone. But I, I I'm nervous for when I've I purposely not added myself into his group because he's going to see my posts and like I'm blowing like a bubble drum and I've got makeup on and I'm nervous for him Why? to see that. Why? Are you ashamed of that? I don't know. I'm nervous. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. For him you to see it and feel. I don't know why. I think that's natural because look, when I first went into the gym, I thought I was going to cry. Like I, sh- I was physically shaking, right? Yeah. And I had this wave of, it was anxiety is what it was because the last place I ever imagined myself was in this highly hyped up masculine macho environment where they're all really muscly, they're all really straight. Ha ha ha, lad, yeah. And all that banter that goes on is all very straight. I remember a trainer going round and he'd shake everybody's hand, but he never shook mine. And I used to think that's defo because I'm so gay. Yeah. Like, why else would that be? But then... I didn't also let that bother me. Right. When I when I sorry, when I first went in, I was absolutely nervous and I couldn't I couldn't breathe literally the first time. The anxiety crippled me that much that I was physically trembling, you know when you get that like tremble yeah. from within. And my, my heart was going and everything and I remember feeling like I could be sick or cry or I don't know what. I just want to get out of here. And the first time I left the gym, that was just to to go in and book Right. onto this personal training program that wasn't even going to the gym i didn't even have gym clothes on <laughs> right. and very quickly i got over that because it's a gym the f- people that are there that are fit they've been dedicated and they've been going for a long time and then they look at someone like me that's not fit and they go well at least they're trying Absolutely. so everyone's yeah, yeah. in that v- gym people i find a very positive mentality okay but i my advice to you as a friend, and even if these microphones weren't in front of us right now, would be don't don't be embarrassed at all. Like, what are you scared that he's going to be funny with you or treat you differently? I'm scared he may treat me slightly differently. But he knows you're gay, hon. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like... On, but How that many is, sessions but, have you done with him? Uh, I've been ooh, maybe like 10. And how, how butch do you get? Like, do you drop the lisp? The lisp can never go. Is the camp lisp lisp there? (laughs) Yeah, but I do... Because I I think you speak fab. Like, you've got a... You're a real character. I feel like I drop... I feel like I drop my voice a little bit. So I would, like, speak more like this. 
yeah. more like this, a bit more like, uh, maybe not that deep, but it's never this high or it's never at this level. I know exactly really. what you mean. I, I, when I'm in the gym, I'm a bit like, yeah, 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 you're right, mate. Yeah. yeah and exactly I don't, what I don't like. really speak. I just keep everything muted. Yeah, so, I don't really I, speak to him. He he speaks to me a lot and and we have nice conversation, but I never reveal much about my life. The more you get into it, the more you will. When I first started the gym, yeah, I was on a... You're right, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm looking to uh, drop a bit of weight. Yeah, right. And gradually that dropped to just, you know, a, um, yeah, 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 I'm going out at the weekend. Just And then as it slowly came to... The voice now. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> I sound like a woman, I know, yeah, this is how I speak. Right. So yeah, do you know what I mean? And I still do it now, like, if I'm a bit nervous around people, or I find, you know, if I, there's someone that's really hot. Yeah. I do it around attractive people as well, like... I feel like actually I'm going to give you advice, but then I'm thinking about it and I feel like I don't take that advice myself. Like, why do we do think, it? Like, why do we do this? It's it's a for me it's a nervous coping like, mechanism. Yeah, are they going to say something? Are they going to think gay boy? Are they going to do a slur? Although I've never really been in my adult life being a homophobic abuse being hurled at me ever. I'm just nervous. It. Would I don't know. It's really weird. How weird, yeah. I'm... But if I'm around you and we go to the shops or we go out for food, I'm my normal self because I feel there's someone else Safety there. Safety in numbers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The gays are in a pack. Yeah. <laughs> a pack of gays. We're all together. Gaggle of gays. Yeah. Look at that gaggle of gays there. Yeah. No one messes with the gaggle. <laughs> but if it's me on my own, I become this shy, nervous ball of straight energy yeah <laughs> strategy strategy as opposed to energy yeah the gossip gaze okay so it's time for the listeners letters and you know this is my all-time favorite 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 part of the show go on then hit me hit me what's that from that song can you keep up baby boy gonna lose my breath baby boy gonna lose my breath <laughs> Can you keep up? Yeah, it is. Well done. Uh, this is from Tom McGinn's. Tom, Tom McGinn's. Mm-hmm. 1993. Uh, what is the best way for a queen to get out there? Okay. Not that I'm a queen. Well, I'm a queen, honey. Ah! <laughs> I'm not a drag queen. However, I did used to manage a nightclub who hired drag queens. And this is a how do you get yourself out there? You're a DJ now. Yeah. And you've got yourself out there. Exactly. So there's going to be some core principles. Here we go. So what you need to do is... Oh. So step one, you need to dress up, get into the drag and go out there. <laughs> Sorry, step one, you need to dress up. Well, I think that's quite key for a drag queen, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, dress up. They're not asking how to get into fucking drag. They're asking how to get themselves in the clubs working. Right, so when you've got your weird Step your one, on. put some lashes on. <laughs> Step two, get a taxi. Get a taxi. Get call an Uber. Okay, so what I think is you need to get out there and get seen by club promoters and club managers. I used to be a venue for a manager. <laughs> I used to be a manager for a venue and... <laughs> oh, you said it right. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you said it wrong again. No. <laughs> okay, so I used to be a manager for a venue 
and um, when I used to see the queens on a night out, if they looked really good and I could tell they were having fun, and if they were new, you do want the newest thing on the block, the newest thing on the scene. Oh. You do. Yeah. So we used to book um, people that used to come into the venue if they looked good enough and looked like they were enjoying the atmosphere and looked like they enjoyed the venue. And looked like people were enjoying them. Yes, that is key. key, You need to be likeable and relatable. Because the last thing you want as a venue, this is coming from the other side, is a drag queen who is nasty, horrible to the customers, gets lots of complaints. You don't want that. You want somebody there to bring up this atmosphere, welcome people, be really nice. And people who want to come to that venue, just because it's a good venue, but also because, oh my God, there's that really nice drag queen there and we'll have a good time with them. Everyone's got to feel like they, they know them. And that's exactly what And I want. think it depends as well. They're saying what's the best way for a queen to get out there. We don't know what kind of queen you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really key. And I think this is where we miss... We miss this with the whole RuPaul's Drag Race world that we live in. What kind of queen do you want to be? Do you want to be a club host? Do you want to be a door host? Do you want to be a drag DJ? Do you want to be a drag makeup queen? Do you want to be known for for your looks? Or do you want to sing? Do you want to perform? Do you want to perform? Cabaret. Do you want to sing? Do you want to perform? Cabaret, (laughs) darling. Um, So I think that's for me, you know, what kind of queen do you want to be? And then you've got to, depending on what queen you want to be, depends on what road you're going to go down. Like, for example, if you want to be a cabaret queen, you want to be on that circuit at 100%, say, enter Drag Idol UK or a big competition like that. Competitions. That's going to get you seen. Right. Drag competitions are where it is at. The Gossip Gaze. Now, I actually haven't read this myself yet. But I've seen some other people's tweeting about it. And I thought, oh, what's this? And then I thought, you know what? I'm actually not going to read it. I'm going to read it with you. Go on then. For the first time. So, a writer called Nicole Cliff has actually asked this question on Twitter. What is the kindest thing a stranger has done or said to you? And one of the responses has gone viral. And it reads like this. Oh, God. I can't even tell this story and not cry. I used to manage an LGBT bookstore when bookstores were still a thing. One night, a caller says he thinks he might be gay and is considering self-harm. We are not a crisis centre. But as long as we're talking, he's safe, right? So I talk to this guy and I answer questions and I try to become encouraging and I may be sounding a little frantic and I'm definitely ignoring the four or five customers in the store. And this angel of a woman puts her hand on my shoulder and asks for the phone. My turn, she says. And she, this 50-something lesbian, talks to this stranger on the phone and a line forms behind her. Every customer in that store knows that call, knows that feeling, and every person takes turns in talking to that man. And the story comforts me so much to this day. That's really nice. It's emotional, isn't it? Yeah. So every person in the store. Who was obviously LGBT. Yeah, because it was an LGBT store. And that person was on the phone. I always remember the feeling of feeling so alone. And, like, feeling like there weren't anybody else there. And to have that phone call... I remember my first night out and I was like, oh, there is gay people. Like, I'm not by myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just... I'm sure that they felt exactly like that. Yeah, I remember when I was really younger. This is before I knew I was gay. People were calling me gay. 
And I said to my mum, oh, I just want to die. She went, what do you mean? I went, I don't want to be here. If everyone's calling me gay, then, it, it, then I don't want to be here. My mum was like, well, your Uncle Ray's gay. And I was like, is he? She was like, well, yeah. Who do you think Nigel is? Right. She was like, well, and I was like, sorry, well, I don't know, his friend. Right. And I just, I remember having those, that conversation and that feeling. When I found out my uncle was gay, I was just like, oh, right. Okay, then. Yeah. And nothing changed for me. And that was the first time I was like, oh, right, well, they, they're older, they're happy, and they're gay, so they're, if they're okay, then I'll, I could be okay. Yeah. And obviously it was a journey and there was still ups and downs, but that was the first time that I was like, oh, right. Because I didn't know anybody gay. Mm. It's hard not knowing anybody who's gay. So that's why it's nice to have safe spaces. Anyway. Speaking of a space, safe space. Go for it. I used to go to LGBT youth club a couple of times. It was gay club, my mum used to call it. She used to like gay club. But it was like a gay youth club and I really enjoyed it. And it was great to like, we went to go watch Milk at the cinema one time. And I'm sure there's some around any major city because that, because that was in Leeds and that's where I used to go. It used to be every week and that just used to make everybody feel more inclusive. I remember going and thinking there's going to be some thick guys here. Aww. There weren't. <laughs> I was gutted. <laughs> Bloody hell, I feel emotion after that story. Yeah. The Gossip Gaze. Do you know we were on New and Noteworthy this week? I told you this one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How cool is that, though? No, it's really good. So we're up there with all the New and Noteworthy podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what New and Noteworthy is. Yeah. How camp. Um, but I have to say, I think it's down to the listeners. Well, yeah, because we've got so many reviews. Exactly. Uh, can I just say one of my favourite reviews? Go on then. Billy and Danny are hilarious. Such a fun podcast to add to the collection and very entertaining. Would definitely recommend five stars. And that's from Geordie Boy 1212. Oh, fab. I know how cute. Such a I like it because he's put add to the collection. So I'm like, if people who are listening to podcasts are listening to us, maybe, maybe we're doing all right. Yeah, it means we're on par with all the other ones that you listen to if it's exactly. added. Exactly. Amazing. And Geordie Boy 1212 has been entered into our competition. As well as everybody else who has left us a comment, a review, you have been entered into our Manchester Pride Festival giveaway competition. We have, which is even more exciting because it's just been announced that the Sunday uh, is now officially sold out. So you cannot buy those tickets from Manchester Pride anymore. You cannot buy them for love nor money. Well, unless people are selling them for like 600, 700 quid a ticket. Oh, is it? People do. 600 quid? Well, you know when they sell them on their other sites? Where they're like, oh, by the way, I've got two tickets, but now I'm going to sell them double the price, triple the price. (laughs) It's like rocking our shit. Well, I don't know. It's like, what? <laughs> rocking our shit. I've never heard that in my life. What's that mean? Rocking our shit. Rare to come by. Have you ever seen a rocking horse take a shit? No. It's like finding rocking no, our shit. No, no. <laughs> you sounded so lids then. Well, listen. I wanted to say, Sunday the 25th sold out. That's Ariana Grande, Banana Rama, Pixie Lot, Becky Hill, Four of Diamonds. So many people. Amazing. 
Shall we tell them how they can get their hands on a free pair of tickets that will also grant them access to the Saturday, which has got years and years, Kim Petras, Louisa, Lady Leisha. Um, how can they win those tickets, Billy? So you just head over to Apple Podcasts, find ours on there and leave us a lovely review. Ooh, is that your new review voice? Lovely review. <laughs> yes, so it's on Apple Podcasts. Just type gay in the box. That's as simple as you get gay and you'll see us. You'll see us there as two beautiful cartoons. Head on over to there, give us a rating, leave us a review, and we are going to put all of those reviews into a big old gay basket. And we're going to pick one out live on Friday the 29th of March. So on that episode, the winner will be announced. Ooh, girl, well done. So there we go. Let them in and you could win. So, Bill, have you seen in the news this week about parents of a school um, complaining and campaigning outside um, about their, like, LGBT lessons and saying... Yes, I have. So, it is Parkfield Community College. Yeah. And 600 of the primary pupils, which make up 80% of the school, um, basically went on strike. So, it wasn't the pupils, it was mainly the parents. And... They, um, it is a majority of Muslim school and 600 of these Muslim parents, this is what is quoted, um, on the I don't understand why it needs to say Muslim parents, why does that matter? But we'll carry on. Okay. So they are claiming that uh, their children are being brainwashed about gay rights in their equality lessons. So these equality lessons (laughs) were called No Outsiders, which was a programme set up by one of their LGBT uh, teachers in the school. They've been running that programme for four years. And I think it started with a couple of parents kicking off, saying that they didn't want their... um, their child to be learning about this because they feel like it was brainwashing them and because it's not their beliefs that lgbtq exists or that it is right yeah so basically i've seen a quote saying they this isn't teaching them british values this is promoting homosexuality so I'm going to take, I don't like, I think it's a bit sensationalist that the media are using Muslim and no, 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 personally. Right. I don't feel that's needed. It's parents don't want it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course. So I'm going to just take that out of the equation. Parents have done it. Whatever your background, whatever your faith, that's fine. You can't tell, you can't turn around and say, it's promoting homosexuality because one, there's no such thing. And two, the, the problem with this is this is denying that LGBT kids exist. And this is going to cause so many problems for those kids in the future and their mental health. If you look at the human rights campaign um, study, 26% of LGBT youth say their biggest problems are not being accepted by their own family and trouble at school and bullying yeah okay so what you're doing is funding that statistic because you're telling all the kids that aren't that aren't lgbt that it's wrong yeah so they're growing up believing it's wrong so they're going to pick on the kids that think it they might be and the kids that think they might be lgbtq any letter of our gorgeous acronym are going to feel that what they are is wrong. And I remember feeling like that as a kid. I remember feeling like I was gay 
because the bullies had made me gay. Right. And that was a feeling that stuck with me for so long. And that, I, I, I would look back now and say, they were some of my darkest times as a kid figuring myself out. Yeah. I had so much hate and blame for the bullies and the other people that had told me I was gay before I knew what gay was. Therefore, they've made me gay. That, that level of hate is not right for a kid to carry around. And then I'm lucky that I've got a very, very supportive family. Yeah, imagine if you didn't. So imagine, I can't imagine how I would have felt if I'd have felt like that and then gone home to a family that also echoed that. So what they're doing is wrong. And actually, if they want to pull their kids out of that school, then it's fine. But that school needs to say... We are full for going full force ahead with this. This isn't about homosexuality. It's about race, homosexuality, gender. It's about teaching our kids to be more tolerant. If you want to go against that, take your kids out of this school. So that is what this school said initially. They said they weren't stopping the programme, they weren't doing this. However, this has got that bid that 600 of the pupils are now taken out of the school, which is 80% of the school, have stopped their children going to school until they stop these lessons. But then fine them for pulling the kids out of school. Go down the appropriate appropriate route because eventually things will go in place. This, we can't let bigots like this ruin the future. I do have a quote from one of them that said, my daughter um, has been asking my wife questions she did not know how to answer. She is too young for this. I don't think you're too young. Hang on. The issue's with your wife, not with the child. Yeah. Kids ask questions. About everything. What's hard what is hard to turn around and say, some people have two mummies and some people have two daddies? Yeah. Some boys go out with boys and some girls go out with girls. Okay, that's fine. They will tell you. The issue there is with your wife, not yeah. your kid and not the school. Yeah. Next. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, and it should be as simple as that, but it's not. I mean, there's banners, don't corrupt our children. You cannot be turned gay, I'm sorry. I don't care what you say. You cannot be turned gay by a lesson. These are the same idiots that think they can send an LGBT kid to a conversion camp. This is this is what I mean. It's nuts. It's I learned about normal sex education. I didn't go away and have sex with a girl, even though I knew that's what should be done. Oh my God, I never thought of it like that. So why would learning about homosexuality make me want to be gay? It wouldn't. It just, it just normalises the situation for everybody involved, whether you're LGBTQ or not. And that's what really pisses me off. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. I've just found another statistic here as well, Bill, and it says 92% of LGBT youth say they hear negative messages about being LGBT. And the top sources are their school, the internet, and their peers. Bit of a side subject. Yeah. This is why it also annoys me in schools when teachers used to let kids say, this is gay. I hate that. I hate that. Another side I got choked up. Then, did you hear? Yeah, because it's just—I feel really triggered. It just takes me back to that place of being in school and everyone being able to say, "This is gay. That's gay. That's yeah. gay." How oh. is the? How is this lesson gay? This lesson is not gay. That book is not gay. And by you allowing pupils to use "gay" as a negative word to describe something shit, says being gay is shit and being gay is wrong and being being gay is all those negative connotations that you're using to replace bad words with gay. Yeah. So that's why 92% of LGBT youth feel like shit. We need to protect our kids. The Gossip Gaze. 
What an intense episode. We had so many emotions, don't you think? We've been on a roller coaster today, haven't we? I've been up, I've been down, we've been nearly crying, we've been laughing. Fab, innit? Okay, guys, so if you do want to get involved, Joe and our listeners' letters, uh, contact us on all our socials. So that is at the Gossip Gaze. It is spelt with a Z. Trying to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Not like you then. (sighs) Fucking hell, mate. So that is at the Gossip Gaze with a Z. Uh, that is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are. Should we have a Snapchat? I hate Snapchat. I do, but we could have a Gossip Gaze one. Oh, send us your nudes. Penny. Penny. <laughs> Sitting on a secret. <laughs> yeah, guys, thank you so much for getting involved, as always. Please do keep the conversation going. Keep getting involved. Keep asking us things. Can't wait for next week. Please don't forget, like, subscribe, comment and rate us because we want you to win those tickets okay so see you later guys bye bye the gossip gaze thousands of people listen to the gossip gaze every week and we can help deliver your brand message to a targeted audience so if you want to be part of the Gossip Days and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com.